till I'm free and I'm bound. Ain't nothing that can take me down. I'ma find another way around. Roblox won't stop me now. Hey you guys, this is Byron and Tammy with Off Kilter No Filter episode 4, I think? I think so. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right. Yes, it's (laughs) 4. And today we are going to be talking about albums that had four or more singles released from them, hit singles. Um, Mm -hmm. I do want to kind of put parameters on uh, this topic just... um, Just for the sake of clarity and uh, succinctness. Yeah, there's a vocab word you haven't used in a while. And <laughs> um, I, I looked at it for a 40-year period of 1970 to 2010. Um, because okay. after 2010, you enter, I guess, officially enter the digital era. And it becomes a little bit more murky um, trying to, to decipher what is a hit um, or what is a hit single and plus albums have shifted by this point where um, their EPs and LPs and mixtapes and so on and so forth. And I mean, this isn't awesome. This isn't to shade anyone. <laughs> this isn't to no, disqualify we anyone. Just, we do have to have. Yeah, it's more yeah, so. We have to have parameters. Yes. Also, within that 40 year period, there's the MTV mm-hmm. era of 25 years from 1981 to 2000, 2006 where a lot of mm-hmm. uh, of my artists quote unquote my artists had mm-hmm. uh, four or more hits where you saw an excess of oh, hits yeah. so um, also these artists are mostly in the United States or part of that MTV era um, yes. so if they there are. were singles that released in the UK or Japan or Australia I think the UK probably follows along with the United States, though. They because a lot of yes, yeah. I think they're they're. I think they would be kind of with us. I mean, I I I don't know what their <laughs> what their system would be, mm-hmm. but I I have to say this though. Um, okay, so we did decide on those parameters, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't find much from the 1970s. True. Like I found, I in in fact, I didn't find one. So if if you want to talk about any that you found, mm-hmm. uh, please go ahead because I I could not I don't know why I couldn't find them. Oh, I got sorry I had to take Drake off my list too. He was 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see that. Drake. Um, but if you kidding. if you want to talk about the 1970s first, be I mean should we do chronological? Um, well you know this is off kilter so we can jump around. Or do you yeah or do you want to talk about the ones that have the most first because the website I found did it really nice and put it in like those that had like you know they did a countdown like those that had seven those that had six those that had five and so on what website did you go to yeah for our listeners let me give you a reference here unlike fox news we cite our sources (laughs) and most of the time most of the time they are probably reputable and i say most of the time probably because you know (laughs) because you want it to be uh let's see it's called chalk full of hits the albums that spawned the most Top ten singles in the U.S. Oh, chock full of hit. Mm-hmm. Oh. And this, the the one that I found that had the most was, of course, your girl Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation. Yes, had seven. But then again, you know, her bro was right was you know right. did it first though mm-hmm. in 1982. Yep. 
with Thriller. Mm-hmm. So I'm, how, I, I'm, I am curious. Let's go ahead and just talk about the 70s real quick because mm-hmm. I want to see what you got because I couldn't find any. The, well, the, the biggest one was Stevie Wonder's mm-hmm. song in the key, Songs in the Key of Life. That had five. Oh, that's okay. You are right. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. How did I not remember that one? That's all right. We still love you, Stevie. <laughs> so I love Stevie Wonder. Yes. Um, Superstitious is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yes. Um, that one. And, is... of course, when my daughter was born, I had to sing Isn't She Lovely. I sang it poorly, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> my girl was a baby. She didn't know. <laughs> well, that one is I, on, I the, that song. on the songs of the key of life. Um, okay. That one is I Wish, Isn't She Lovely, okay. Sir Duke, Another Star, and As. Um, okay. So that's Golly. that one. That came out in 1976. That the album came out in 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, also, here's some of it too is that um, since these albums came out so long ago, now your mm-hmm. your different radio stations will just play any song from from the album, not just the the official releases, but oh, like yeah, some of the gems. Mm-hmm. Because this album, they do that with uh, Led Zeppelin. Yes, okay. yeah, and they do that with with Thriller. Even as even as big as Thriller was. Not every song on there was released as a single, but that's true. Yeah. Pyt is a very popular song from the album, but it never had a video. Um, and I, I gotta double check, but I don't it believe it was it released didn't. as a as a single to promote the album. Ah, I don't believe okay. it was. I have to double check because I don't know. According to this website, it does, and it was oh, okay. it was uh, a number ten. So, like, according the, this website tells you um, the song. You know where it was on the charts too. Okay. So like PYT was number ten. Okay. Like Billie Jean was was one. Beat It got number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Thriller itself, I guess, was number four. Um, but P it says PYT was ten. Okay. They do play um, "Lady in My they Life." On the rec- oh yeah. But yeah, I, I remember that song too. But "Lady in My Life," I don't believe was like an official single. Mm. And yeah. I forget. That. And I think if it was, it didn't. If it was, it wasn't a top ten. Right. So I mean, it might have been a single, but it just wasn't a top ten. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it muddies the water a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, not muddies the water, but I guess a lot of the MTV generation usually, when you had "quote unquote" hit singles, they were accompanied with mm-hmm. music videos. Yeah. Um, so yeah. a lot of the people on Same my on list here. will have, you know, they'll have the music videos for those songs. So. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So who else do you have for the 70s? Um, I had... This one was hard because the Eagles... Let yeah. me pull it up again. Um, <laughs> and only because... You know what, Spotify... You know what? On Spotify, you know how Spotify categorizes the Eagles? As what? It categorizes... <laughs> uh, contemporary country. <laughs> really? Well, which Glenn Fry would have been happy because Glenn Fry. Yeah, liked country, but yeah, their Spotify labeled them as contemporary country. No, it wasn't Spotify. My bad. Sorry, Spotify. It wasn't Spotify. It was Windows Media Player. Oh, Windows Me- Windows Media Player uh, labeled them, uh, categorized them as contemporary country. Sorry, Spotify. <laughs> I like Spotify. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, but Windows, psh, whatever. Um. Uh, yeah, they the Windows categorized them as as contemporary country, which you know some of their songs I can understand that mm-hmm. it's got some twanginess to it, but you know. Interesting. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So which which album? Well, 
I, I don't know. I was mistaken because it's their greatest hits album, so that doesn't count. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, so Stevie Wonder, and the reason why I, I mm-hmm. thought of Stevie Wonder is because my girl, Janet, mm-hmm. if you're listening, Janet, mm-hmm. I love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was when, when her Control album came out, she was the first artist since Stevie Wonder to have um, mm-hmm. more than... Uh, or have at least six singles released from one album. And at the time, because I don't think Pleasure Principle had come out yet, um, she had tied him with five. And then Pleasure Principle came out um, the following year because Control came out in 86. And then Pleasure Pleasure Principle came out Mm -hmm. as a single in 87. So then that gave her six, um, six singles. And Pleasure Principle wasn't... A top ten uh, hit like Control or Nasty or what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. When I think of you was was her first number one, um, but it but Pleasure Principle was still a top it was still top twenty. Okay, so that you know on the Billboard Hot 100, you know it's considered a hit. It's considered a hit song. Also, this is before the Sound Scan era, so that's another kind of caveat to the. Um, or a parameter to the conversation. Um, I, I found some 1970s. Uh-huh. Who do you have? Uh, Michael Jackson, Off the Wall, came out in 79. Well, duh. Yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> he had the four off of that. Don't Stop Till You Forgot About Him. <laughs> Don't, and that's my favorite Michael Jackson album, too. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Rock With You, Off the Wall, and She's Out of My Life. Um, and then I forgot. I, I'm not a big fan of this group but they have some okay songs and that would be Fleetwood Mac Rumors came out in 1977 that's who I was going to get to next um, yeah. and the Dreams Don't Stop You Make Love and Fun and Go Your Own Way mm. now that's again according to this website okay. but that's the only two that are on there that are in the 1970s everything else is 80s and above mm-hmm. which makes sense you know yeah. like you said with the the introduction of music television, it takes music in a whole different way where people actually, instead of just having um, them stand around with some funky backgrounds and pretend to play their instruments or just run around, you know, like the monkeys did and stuff, mm-hmm. um, as far as music videos were concerned, these actually had themes, stories, right. that kind of stuff. And that makes a huge difference, I think, for the sale of albums. Oh, yeah, definitely. It- because it will, and you, it makes you feel almost a little bit closer to the artists anyway, because there's, there's more of a visual to go with it rather than just pictures that are on the album or that you see in, you know, magazines or whatever. There's, you know, live action stuff that goes on or not. Sometimes it's, you know, animated, but you know what I mean? There's, there's more of a visual to put with that song. And if you like the video, but the song was only okay, you're going to like the song better if you like the video. Yes, because... And so, or, or you might actually like the video a little bit better and... <laughs> Yeah. Or the video destroys the song. Yes. Like Journey's uh, uh, Separate Ways. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where they're just like standing around and they're like facing, like looking at the ground into the camera, singing into it. It's really dumb. (laughs) Or, or the the combination or i guess i guess the collaboration mm-hmm. of redoing dancing in the street <laughs> and it being david bowie and mick jagger it's like the most disgusting thing ever. <laughs> 
And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. <laughs> and you will be really astounded that these two iconic, amazing guys, you know, singers, right? Amazing musicians mm-hmm. are doing this. It's horrible. <laughs> It's yeah. It's anyway. I'm sorry, that. I had to go off on that little bit of a rant. But um, it seems like <laughs> it seems like from the 1980s, right, uh, until about 2010. Mm-hmm. That's where we capped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is those those three decades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are like the decades of the multiple hit albums? Because mm-hmm. it, especially with the 80s, it that's the excess. Mm-hmm. A decade. It's the era of excess. So yeah, oh yeah. you had, um, especially with Thriller, of course, kind of blowing um, the doors off everything because... And fairly early, too. Right, right, because Thriller... 1982, 1982 is pretty early. Because yep. before that... Seven hits. Honestly, before that, you really didn't know what to do. It seemed anyway that people didn't know what to do with music videos. I think... Mm-hmm quote unquote my generation were spoiled because we always had MTV right right and by the time mm-hmm. we you know because I'm born in 1987 so by the time I become aware of what MTV is you know it's it's 10 years into um, into production yeah, yeah. and so now people have figured out how to actually do music videos effectively well for the most part and um, <laughs> or they're starting to get worse true <laughs> Um, cause it, some, of some of them have gone like full, honestly, music videos have gone full circle because when they first started, mm-hmm. uh, you didn't really know what you were doing. So if you watched like Olivia Newton, John's heart attack, it's like, what the hell is this? This makes absolutely no sense, but it's not just her. Um, there's, there's like kiss and, um, one of the, I forget what song it was. But the music video made absolutely no sense. And, and, yeah. and of course, you know, since they're musicians and everybody does love Kiss, I'm not knocking Kiss. But because it makes no right. sense, you can just pass it off as abstract art, you know, be, be bougie about yeah. it. Um, well, they had a TV show and it didn't make sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, it was a special, right? It wasn't like an ongoing TV show. It was a special. Okay. <laughs> I just, I did. It was, it, oh, it was horrible. Well, even. But if you were a Kiss fan, Back in like, you know, 1979 when it was like this, you know, big thing. Oh, Kiss is going to be on TV. It was it was great. <laughs> well, even then looking back as an adult, you're like, what? <laughs> What's that? Well, even as 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 um, revolutionary as he was, you know, even Michael Jackson's yeah. first couple of videos, it was just like, what is what is this? Like, Don't Stop yeah. Till You Get Enough is an awesome song. You will always get up and dance to mm-hmm. it. But when you watch that video, I was like, I, I don't I don't get it. And then Rock With You is him standing in front of a projector in a, in a little bit of a fog machine. And that's it. She's out of my life. Yeah. He's sitting there in the dark, you know, sad and lonely because, yeah, she's out of out of his life. But that's it, you know. And, of course, it is. But then they learn. Exactly. And, of course. Because then you've got Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf. Right. Which is a fantastic video. And then you or you've got, you know. Even Men at Work with, you know, who can it be now? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes sense. It follows at least the storyline. And then, you know, you get to Rolling Stones. Um, what is it? Undercover of the Night. And it's like a whole, it's like a whole caper movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, it's like a whole spy thing. And, we, and it's cool. I wonder, like, when did those, <laughs> did those come out after Thriller? Like the video, I mean. Well, if, when did the video for Thriller come the out? The video for Thriller came out in 83. 
three? Let me double check. Oh, the, let me double yeah, check. they came out. They check. came out after that. I don't, you know, okay, again, we check our sources. So let me double check yeah, that. Yeah. Thriller, the music video. Let's see. Mm-hmm. It was either, it was 83 or 84. Thriller. Then, yeah, I would I would say so. Okay, let's see. According to, it was released December 2nd. Oh, wow, look at that. It just had uh, its birthday. It was released December 2nd, 1983. No, because Hungry Like the Wolf came out in 1982. Ah. The video. Okay. Yeah. So they were, they were, but they're British. So, you know, <laughs> maybe the British had figured it out. Right. Also, <laughs> I, I mean, that's know. the video for that's... Thriller because he, because uh, before Thriller, there was Beat It and yeah. Billie Jean, which even, even Bi- well, Billie Jean. Well, Billie Jean's a good video. No, 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 no. It's not a bad video. I'm just saying, it, yeah. I mean. Oh, it wasn't theatrical. It wasn't no. theatrical. That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. And, yeah. Okay. And also, then Hungry Like the Wolf wasn't theatrical either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. When it comes to like cinema, cin- you yeah, know, cinematic, that cinematic kind videos, of, yeah, yeah, thriller is 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 the first. Right. Yeah, I think so. Because um, then after that, you know, videos started becoming more short films or mini movies or or mm-hmm. you know basically mm-hmm. musicals. Because um, yeah. even you know my girl my girl Janet like her videos. Mm-hmm. Even from control, as it progressed, you know, they started be, they started becoming uh, longer. Because like, what have you done for me lately? Is her singing the song, mm-hmm. of course, and talking about her boyfriend. We know what we know what the song is about, but the video itself doesn't have that much going on outside of the synchronized dancing and the kind of colorful uh, setup. Because like, she's in mm-hmm. the the restaurant, and then it becomes like a a, a hand drawn kind of version or a stylized version of the restaurant and then her and her dan- her and the dancers are doing the routine. Right. Nasty, she's at the movie theater and then teleports into the the movie uh, teleports into the movie like does her little backflip into the the movie screen and now she's part of yeah. the movie but it doesn't other than she's dancing with all men, you know, it, it you don't really get that it's it's nasty boys, right? Yeah. But it's not until control where that's like a whole nine minute video about her growing up and her clashing with her father and how she wants to be in control. And then it shifts into the song and so on and so forth. Now it's now it has kind of a cinematic setup. Right. I guess we'll, ha- we'll have to do like a separate episode where we discuss music videos and maybe dissect them. But all <laughs> yeah, of that is so just should, to yeah. say when you have these, um, especially in the 80s into the 90s, part of the reason why you had as many hits from one album as you had and why they're so memorable is, yes, because of the music video and how that that solidified songs a little bit more. Because you could always listen to the radio, but now you had the mm-hmm. visual that that stuck with you. Uh, right. You know, versus right. maybe a catchy hook. But now not only do you have a catchy hook, now you have the visual of the hot guy or the hot girl or the or the really crisp dance right. moves or the the, right. the cinematic quality to it. it. It And then, of course, all of that at the end of the day says, buy that for me, mom. Or right. yeah. I have my allowance. Yeah, we have to do one on videos. Yeah. <laughs> we have to do one on videos because I really, as good as I think they are. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say this, and then we'll we'll leave that because I got other things to talk about when it comes to like this list. Um, uh, <laughs> bands like Duran Duran mm-hmm. might have done okay, but mm-hmm. 
but I think they did better because of the videos. Oh, and yeah. the reason is, is because they're attractive, yeah. right? And you wouldn't necessarily know that with the exception of the, the pictures that would come in the, the album, the album cover, you know, the back, whatever, and maybe interviews and stuff. And of course, being in like Teen Beat and Tiger Beat, I don't even think those exist anymore. <laughs> I'm showing my age, whatever. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Okay. <laughs> just saying. But I think the videos really helped bands like Duran Duran and Culture Club for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to visit that one for sure. In fact, I'll add it to our our Discord list. Yes. Um, as much as we could focus forever on the Jacksons, forever on the Jacksons because they do have uh, not a monopoly, but they are at the top because Janet um, on my list, mm-hmm. Rhythm Nation had seven. Number uh, said had seven top ten hits. Yep. Um, Four of them were number one. The or... album, yeah, Control had five uh, top ten hits, and her uh, album Janet in 1993 had six yep. top ten hits. Yep. Um, and then Michael, of course, had seven with Thriller in 1982, and then he had six with Bad in 1987. Mm-hmm. So as far as, you know, the 1980s and early 90s were concerned, definitely the Jacksons, yeah. you know, controlled that. They they were the, the family. Yeah. Um, but there were some others, though. So, like, Bruce Springsteen in 1984 with his, mm-hmm. his album Born in the USA had seven number one hits on that. Uh, oh, and uh, Billy Joel. Billy Joel had seven? He, yes. Um, oh, shoot. What album, album it was? Give me a second. Damn it. Because he, um, his album, which as soon as I find it, is the only one where I think every song was a was released as a really? as a single. I have to find it. I oh. meant to write it down, yeah. and I didn't. Fucking a. <laughs> Let me find. Yeah, because I'm I'm curious because that's not on this list. And but again, this is not necessarily uh, an exhaustive list, you know. Right. Uh, this website I found, it's not all of them because, I mean, and it, it says it's under construction daily because there's an edit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but the all the edits are past 2010. You know, like like he's added them because, of course, they're happening. It is, <laughs> uh, it is the An Innocent Man that had seven singles okay. released from it and that came out in 1983. It, damn, that was his ninth studio album at the time. I do love me some Billy Joel. I do love me some Billy yeah, Joel. Yeah, I've, I've got lots of Billy Joel. I love Billy yeah. Joel. So. I can't. He sings a little bit out of my range sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, his his voice has a decent amount of range. I can't go that low because, you know. Mm. Well, yeah. My, you don't have. Mine haven't dropped. I am about to say, yeah. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I can't sing that low. Um, my, but I just have to try to harmonize instead. <laughs> my favorite, I, the two that I, I love the most, one of it is because of, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got the TV show Alvin and the Chipmunks. They did uh, For the uh, Longest Time. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I liked when they did it. And then when I heard the I original. I can sing with the chipmunks. Right? <laughs> I used to when I was little. What was <laughs> What was the other one? The other what one is other um, Matter of Trust. Okay. I love those songs. See, and I, uh, me, me and Doug constantly say we didn't start the fire. Oh, well, yes. I love that song. Of course. Because seriously, you know, I, I've been teaching American history for a very long time, and I keep telling my students, don't get discouraged. It's been this bad before. And it has. It has. You know, we had a civil war once. <laughs> it's been this bad before. It's been worse before, actually. And same way with, you know, again, we've talked about this before, about how humans only have a collective memory of 75 to 100 years. Things have been bad. So we did not start this fire. Right. 
But class, we will ask. Around the whole world. We will ask you, class. We did not start the fire, but will we continue to let it burn? I sh- Evidently we do. Yes. We just keep adding shit to the pie. Ugh, Lord. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's that's m- probably my favorite Billy Joel song. And then... Um, uh, well, actually, I have like five, so I'll stop here. So <laughs> otherwise, we'll be on all night about Billy Joel too. So, so do we want to go like? Okay, we I we talked about the three sevens that I had. Then you added Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. So how do we want to proceed? Um. Hmm. Well, because Katy Perry had in her te- her teenage dream album had six yes. hits off of it in two thousand ten. Yes, and that's our cap that's anyway. That's our cap, right? and it was. Now, see, Katy Perry, Rihanna, mm-hmm. and Beyonce, mm-hmm. they, yeah. well, they're outliers in a sense because what happened when they released their albums between 2000 and 2010, because I know Beyonce came out in, well, mm-hmm. Beyonce by herself anyway, uh, came out in 2003, mm-hmm. Rihanna came out in 2005, and Katy Perry came out in 2008, but what they did was put out the album and then re-release a deluxe version with extra songs so okay that's that's the gotcha because teenage dream initially only had i believe three songs released from it maybe yeah three songs then she Mm re-released the deluxe version or whatever version you call it and then it had extra songs on there like wide awake that came out later that wasn't on the original. Are we talking about Dangerously in Love? For Beyonce? Is that the name of the album? Yeah. Um, well, for okay. that album, that's when she came out, I'm just saying. Um, that album had four hits released from yeah. it. Her second yeah. album, B-Day, when it initially came out, she only released, I believe, three singles? Four singles. Uh, Get Me Bodied, mm. Deja Vu, Irreplaceable. Ah, damn it. Well, she had four singles released, but then she re-released it. And this is mm-hmm. when she started releasing videos for every one of her songs because she has the money to do so. But it doesn't mean right. that every song was a quote-unquote hit. And, of course, now the reason why I categorize her as an outlier is because she makes video albums. So she'll record an album, but she releases it as... Or as um, she releases music video um, mm-hmm. companions for them. So that's that's the quote unquote album, and then after like you know a month or so, they'll she'll release you know the audio version or whatever. So she's in a okay. she's in a weird space. It's not there's not shade or anything. She has her hits, obviously. It's just yeah. mm-hmm. she she's an outlier. Rihanna's an outlier uh, outlier because her her second album. Um, a Good Girl Gone Bad, when it was initially released, it only had two songs, two hit singles released from it. And that was Umbrella and Shut Up and Drive. They re-released it with Please Don't Stop the Music and mm-hmm. oh, I forget the other ones because it's been so damn long. But anyway, they re-released it with all of those extra songs. So now people are like, oh, yeah, you know, this album has so many hits from it. It's like. Not initially, and that's not shade. Not, initially, not yeah. it's not it's not shade. I'm not dissing Rihanna. I, I like Rihanna. Right. It's more so to say the the machine behind it. Because in Katy Perry's case, like I said earlier, with the um with Teenage mm-hmm. Dream, when it was initially released, it didn't have all of those uh, singles that came from it 
into see and i didn't even mm-hmm. i'm so out of it mm-hmm. i didn't even know the only reason what why, half of those songs were in the first place but the only reason why i know that is because of course i wanted to get into the music industry at the time and i was still looking at mm-hmm. album sales and 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 hit singles were hit singles were still being accompanied by music videos but this is at the time when that that kind of was phasing out because this is like the rise of like social media and YouTube started gaining more traction. So you didn't see music videos the way you saw them on you on MTV or BET or VH1. There, things were starting to shift more towards the Internet and social media. So people would put music videos mm-hmm. out on Facebook or again, YouTube and Vimeo. I don't think Vimeo was technically around yet, but you know what I mean? Those yes. kinds of platforms. That's why I capped it at 2010 because that that's when things start to start to get murky. So anyway, all of that is just to say there there are there are outliers and there are caveats. And obviously it's an exhaustive or it's not an exhaustive list. So, you know, there there are people who we probably Ain't no probably we won't get to just because there's there, yeah. there are there are quite a few. Um you know, of course, the Jacksons ruled everything in the, the 80s and, mm-hmm. and 90s. I also, to be fair, because I, I, I didn't want to be Jackson heavy. Um, <laughs> there was Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill that had six. Um, when did that come out? That came out in 1995 and, and okay. ran till. That's not on this guy's list. Okay. It's not? No, he didn't have it on there. Ooh, he's tripping. So. (laughs) Although I think he agrees with you a little bit about the music industry because Drake, Drake's Scorpion that came out in 2018, Mm -hmm. uh, it had like six at the top, Mm -hmm. but then he, it's like all the rest of them are on there too, but they're like, it's like number 13, number 18, whatever. And then the guy, the website says, and pretty much every song on the album charted because of the stupid way Billboard tabulates the singles chart. Yes. Be- is, you know, it's, it's while the number one hit God's Plan appears on this album, I'm not including it in the total because it was previously released on the EP Scary Hours. Exactly. So he, he didn't add yeah, a song because of that. So he, he this this person is aware of, mm-hmm. and, and Billboard, of that too. But it, again, it's not an exhaustive list. Well, and, and the way Billboard tracks what because it, if it's on the billboard hot 100 it's considered a hit and then of course if it's in the top 20 in the top 10 in the top five yada 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 of course you want to be number one mm-hmm. but the way that billboard tracks quote-unquote hits or the way it tracks singles now is that's why i capped it at 2010 because it's so it is so weird because it actually counts youtube plays and streams now and so it's not necessarily mm-hmm. accurate it it's that's a whole mm, somebody who's more versed in it than I am because I, I I can't I just can't mm-hmm. so we're not going to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it might be dominated, but there's there are others like George Michael, yes, uh, with his Faith album yes. in 1987 had six. Uh, Shania Twain, Paula Abdul had five. Should, Paula Abdul, yeah, Shania, Shania Twain and Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul did now hers was interesting because her first album, her self titled album, came out in 1988. The Forever Your Girl came out in 1988 also. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. It was Forever Your Girl. But it didn't gain traction until the music videos came out. Oh, yeah. So she's another one of, like, how you mentioned Duran Duran, he, Mm -hmm. or he, they would do, Mm -hmm. they would do okay, but they did better because of MTV. Paula Abdul is the same way. Um, And again, that's not shade. It's just, that's, that's what, that's what it is. That's what it was. Right. Okay. I did have this question, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Do we include those who didn't really do it? 
What do you mean? Like, Millie Vanilli, bless their hearts. Oh. Mm. Girl, you know it's true. The album in 1989 had five hits from it. Mm-hmm. But, but it even though we know they themselves didn't do it, somebody else did, it still had five hits. And it's, yeah, and we, it still we, accounts, we know that it? because it's, it's still Millie Vanilli. So, yeah, I mean, it counts. It, it exists, right? Whether, whether or not it's Millie Vanilli, right. whoever made that album <laughs> fucking had five hits. Yeah, so mm, it counts. Okay. I mean, yeah, yes, it wasn't them, but it's still an You know what's surprising to me about these lists, though? What? It's like, okay, there's there's people on there I'm not surprised about. Obviously, the Jacksons, right? I'm not surprised about Bruce Springsteen. I'm not really surprised even about, like, uh, Paula Abdul or Whitney Houston's on here a couple times, too. Yes. I'm not surprised about them. I'm not surprised about Bon Jovi's New Jersey, obviously. What I'm surprised about are people that are not on this list or are on this list only once, but were extremely popular. Mm, like who? For instance, Madonna. She's not all over this list. Yeah. So it's like, and the album's she, like she put prayer. out a lot of albums. Well, True Blue, True Blue also in 1986 had five hits off of it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where I guess you know for somebody who who put out albums constantly, I guess I thought I that there would be more of her on this list, mm-hmm. and then there's people on this list that surprise me, who for being on the list like who the Black Eyed Fucking Peas, yes, <laughs> because their Monkey Business album was or the end, yeah, that came out in 2009. It had five hits, yeah, and I guess New Kids on the Block shouldn't surprise me. Right. There's always teenage girls, you know. yeah. And in sync, backstreet, mm-hmm. boys to men, though. Not all of them had stuff, though. Not all of them had, you know, albums that had that many hits. No, true. But what I was truly, truly surprised about was Richard Marks. I know it if I heard it, but I can't think of anything. Yeah, me too. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why it's, I guess it surprised me so fucking much. <laughs> And I'm sure there's people out there that's like, oh, my God, I can't believe she doesn't remember who Richard Marks is. Well, I'm OK. I'm going to look it up. All right. Because I, I know the name. I just couldn't tell you what the fuck he, he's saying. Uh, let me see if I can find him here. Richard Marks. He had four. Oh, hold on to the nights. Endless summer nights. Oh, nothing. And should have should have known better. I never knew. Oh, my name. God. <laughs> I know okay, those songs. I so, just didn't, I didn't know. They never right. told me who sang it. So, luckily, they're not giving away any kind of uh, awards for album covers, because some of these are shit. <laughs> well, and this is another thing, too, where some, some, well, not some, a lot of the artists or entertainers who had multiple hits from mm-hmm. from their albums, uh, you know, the Janets and Michaels, Lionel yeah. Richie, um, a lot of the times... Yeah, he's on that list. Those... those early or, or mid-career, quote-unquote mid-career mm-hmm. albums is what solidifies them as, you know, premier artists. Right. You know, with Control, Rhythm Nation, and Janet, Janet Jackson, doesn't have to do anything mm-hmm. after that if she didn't want to because right. right in that, that 10-year span... Same way with Madonna. Same she thing with exactly, and she obviously Michael could, like, like could retire after Thriller if he wanted to, or after Bad if he wanted to. Of course, mm-hmm. that's what makes them, you know, the luminaries that now a Britney Spears or or Beyonce or what's his face, Chris Brown or or uh, and Beyonce's on there a couple times because she's got one with Destiny's Child too. Exactly. 
just for example, Britney Spears, because I looked her up just to see, because also here's another thing too. This is, this is again, the MTV era of 1981 to 2006, mm-hmm. but I noticed the turnaround time, it gets shorter. What do you mean turnaround time? The, the space between projects. So when okay. Control comes out, that's 1986. Rhythm Nation comes out in 1989. In comparison, mm-hmm. Britney Spears, mm-hmm. her first album comes out in 1999. Her second album comes out in 2000. Her first album mm-hmm. had five songs released from it. Her second album had four. That's the uh, Oops, I Did It Again. Her, mm-hmm. And then the next album comes out in 2001. So for like that three year span and, and yeah. that had six yeah. songs released from it, six singles released. Mm-hmm. Then her next album comes out in 2003 into 2004 that had four singles released from it. So, you know, the turnaround time between projects and, and also you got to remember these people are also going on tour. So damn, yeah. especially for Britney. I know everybody talking about free Britney. It's like, shit, I want a free her too. Damn. This girl in particular, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah, she was on the Mickey Mouse Club and whatever, but as far as her having a music career, she started in 90, Um, The album mm-hmm. comes out in 90, 98, 99, and then, and then she goes on tour. So, and right after she finishes the tour, there's another album, and she goes on tour, finishes the tour, and then puts out another album. And there's music videos and you know, TV spots and TRL at the time, because that was, you know, your American bandstand mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the for the late 90s and early 2000s. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, just for her in particular, it's like, good grief. There was never any time to stop. But I notice as as, you know, time goes on, it's the same for um, for a lot of artists. The turnaround time is shorter. And then also singles being released from one album are diminishing too. It's all going full circle. Mm-hmm. Even your music videos are starting to become trash again. Because when you watch them now, it's like, what the fuck is this? But that's how it started. <laughs> even yeah. even music, even the music industry, it was more about the records or singles at the time, the 45, mm-hmm. more so than the album. And then yeah. in the 70s and definitely the 80s with NTV, it became more about the album. Now it's going full circle. We just call them EPs now or mixtapes. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. It's all about that those one or two songs versus the entire project. So it's all, I mean, it's all cyclical. And right now we're at the, the, the shitty part of the cycle for the most part. Yeah. yeah I'm hoping for something new. I'll, I'll be honest. Well, well, I mean, yeah. there's, there's other, you know, people on here too, which is, mm-hmm. is interesting to me. It's hard and too. And uh, cause yeah. rap, rap albums or hip hop albums, they typically have three uh, singles released from them. At least three. Um, some will have more. I can do all of them, but like I just I I chose Jay Z for example, and I looked at a lot of his albums, and he released a lot of albums back to back as well, and yeah. most of them had at least four uh, singles released from them. the The only one that had seven released as singles uh, was Watch the Throne, which came out in 2013. I couldn't confirm it. I don't know if he's the only rap artist to do that and that, that's probably like sacrilegious for me to say like I said I couldn't confirm it I I didn't find any others at the moment but again you know there's yeah still gotta go through the list so ooh I mentioned Shania Twain um mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. her first album, aptly titled. Yeah, she, we didn't deep to go too into country, did no, we? No, well, see, this is she's part of this. I put her in the in the outlier category yeah, to an extent because the. Well, I'm sure Reba's got some too. Well, yes. Well, here's the thing: in Shania Twain's case, what they did was release a country version and then a pop version mm-hmm. or an international <laughs> version. So. I did not know uh-huh. that. <laughs> so, because like, I That's actually, I like funny. Shania Twain, um, but the, I like the, I guess the country pop versions. Because what happened mm-hmm. was her first album was her self-titled album. That only had three singles released from it. The second album, The Woman in Me, had eight uh, singles released from it. Wow. But some of them Holy were cow. country specific. And others were country mm-hmm. pop, but it all counts because it came from the same album. Her right. third album, Come On Over, had 12. Holy cow. That's exactly. And Shania Twain and Shania Twain and Alanis Morissette, I got to remember where I found it, but um, it's between the two. I think it's Shania Twain, actually. She is the only living artist mm-hmm. um, who has sold over... Uh, 30 million copies of an of an album. She's the only living artist. She's Dang. not the only one to do it, but she's the only living artist to do it. Who's a dead one? With Come On Over. Michael. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Come On Over. Have I heard that song? I mean, that that... I don't remember that song in particular, but... That album had, you know, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, oh, yeah. Honey, I'm Home, You're Still the One, uh, Which is a remake. From This Moment On, all of those, all the ones that became like like pop hits, mm-hmm. at least six of them, or the six that became pop hits, the other six were like country specific, I guess. Mm-hmm. But since that's, that's what I'm talking about, where they release the album and then they re-release it as a deluxe version, or in this case, the international version. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's... I know, right? So that's what puts that that helped give her, you know, the the kind of career status that gave her, you know, that notch in her belt where she's like, you know, I'm Shania motherfucking Twain, basically. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so that's the other thing too is like you had more one could argue manipulation, but you had more quote unquote investment from from the label as well. Mm-hmm. And so in doing that, and that also puts that puts in this case it puts Shania Twain in your face. Um, in a different way, yeah. So you honestly couldn't get you couldn't get away from her, and even <laughs> if you didn't like the song or whatever, it, it it has. They've done articles on this where the more you hear a song, and even if you don't like it, um, the more you hear it, you end up liking it. This is why it's blasting on the radio every twenty five minutes. It's like, damn, I just heard this song. Okay, so when I was growing up, there were so many songs mm-hmm. like that, and I like I like Eric Clapton mm-hmm. a lot. I think he's a fantastic guitarist. You know, Layla's a great song. But Lay Down Sally, really? <laughs> but I know all the fucking words to it. Well, it's like, yeah. And when it comes on, I'm like, oh, I hate this song, but I'll yeah. fucking sing well, it's, it. It's <laughs> like Ice Ice Baby or, you know, oh. or hit, hit Me Baby One More Time. Like, you may, it doesn't matter if you. I do like some Britney, though. I was listening to Toxic on the exactly. way home from work well, today, and, actually. But the whole thing is, like, yeah. whether you whether you like the artist or not, right? It's like, it is still, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. say what you want about him, but it's like, if you hear it enough times, it's like, yeah, okay, I guess it's not as bad yeah. as I thought it was. It's like, no, it is as bad as you thought it was, but it's worn you down. <laughs> it's worn mm-hmm. you down. 
Oh, we're going to, I, I think I told you the story before, but uh, back when Ice Ice Baby mm-hmm. came out, and of course he's homegrown, right? Because he's from J.J. Pierce. The, the high school I went to, Richardson High School, there's three high schools in that district, right? So we're kind of rivals within our district, right? J.J. Pierce and Richardson High School. And then, of course, there's, there's the little sister, uh, Bergner, which I laugh at, but I shouldn't because that's where Jensen Ackles from Supernatural graduated from 10 years after I graduated from Richardson. <laughs> but anyway, Vanilla Ice went to J.J. Pierce and... So, of course, around here, when that song came out, they played it beyond its normal saturation that they would for a a Mm -hmm. hit, right? It just was ridiculous to where one of the local DJs got so pissed off. He said, you want this fucking song? You got it. And he put the the thing on repeat and locked the booth (laughs) so they couldn't get into it. He got fired. I don't remember his name, and I don't even remember what radio station. But I just happened to be listening to it when he did that, and it was it cracked me. I had to pull my car over. It made me laugh so hard <laughs> because I did not like that song. After that weekend, but, you did. <laughs> and the video, the video is trash. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vanilla Ice, but yeah. seriously, what? you know, <laughs> it's really not that great. However, yes, that yeah. song be catchy. And if somebody plays it, I'm going to play it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sing with it, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm cruising. <laughs> okay. But I, 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 I will say this. I would rather listen to something else <laughs> than that song. <laughs> yeah. But I'd rather listen to that song than Lay Down Sally. <laughs> True. Just I would saying. honestly, well, you know, it's going to make, well, I don't know. I don't know who, who our listening audience is as far as age. Well, range, I know but, one. You know, if, I know one it, person. Well, if you have kids, thank you, you know, they'll thank be you. bad. Thank you, Tara Clausen, for listening to us. Yes, thank she, you. She's the one on Facebook I showed you. I'm glad you like our uh, yes. glad you like our jokes. Yeah, <laughs> keep listening, girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I'd rather listen to Ice Ice Baby than the current uh, some oh, of the current rappers I, that are I'll, out there. I'll agree. Like, yeah. I agree. Because I still don't know what a gummo is, and Takashi oh. Six Nine is trash. So I have not know. heard that. I haven't either. Uh, well, See, not all the way through. It's like, what the hell is? That? <laughs> Oh, now I gotta look it up. What'd you say it was? Yeah, I didn't even I'm hear sorry. the song before. What's what is it? A, a Gummo? What? Gummo. Uh Takashi six and, and don't ask me to spell Takashi. <laughs> it, it's uh, trash. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, according that to guy. the Urban Dictionary. Oh, I, I know who uh, to, I, I know who he is. Isn't he in jail? Okay. He was. Yeah. Um, all right. So according to Anybody young is cracking up at us, I'm sure. And according to the <laughs> Urban Dictionary, a gummo is an insult for redneck, ghetto folk, trashy low life. Name comes from so, the fact that very few of them have a full set of teeth. <laughs> I'm digging it. It's my new word. <laughs> it's my new word. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> Well, these are your, your top 10 hits now. Sure. It's like, uh, of course. Okay. Of course. But I will say, and I recognize I'm, you know, I'm turning into, you know, you, as you get older, you become your parents because you, the, those crazy kids, thing. it was the same <laughs> thing when, I, when I was, when I was little listening to the stuff I thought was cool. And my oh, I don't know. Like, my, my parents liked 80s this? music. Well, you know, my parents, they like, got lucky. They like, 
They got lucky they, they were the parents Jacksons. in the 80s. Well, true, but they liked the Jacksons and they liked, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but they grew up with the Jacksons, right? Right, right. So As that was the, and they liked Stevie Wonder and everything like that. But when like Salt and Pepper came out with like, let's talk about ah, sex. I like you know, Salt I'm, and Pepper. I like them. I like them too. TLC. My, I like TLC. And my mom liked it. My mom was more open to the the newer stuff at the time, mm-hmm. newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Than my dad was, and my dad, honestly, his taste, his taste in music at the time had had changed to he likes he likes jazz, or mm-hmm. he really likes jazz. That's his right. his thing. Mm-hmm. But he he does like reggae. He likes Bob Marley and Peter Tosh. Mm-hmm. He likes he likes Eric Clapton. Peter Tosh, I think he does. He likes BB um, King mm-hmm. and um, uh, As oh shoot, and, and and Kenny G, but Kenny G is, I guess, sort of kind of jazz. I know that's blasphemous mm, to some people, but yeah, whatever. it is kind of blasphemous, but that's okay. Yeah, that's I, like di- I, different I know, strokes for different strokes, man. A different you know. strokes for different folks is what I meant to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, but all of us have to say like when when Salt and Pepper, for for example, when they mm-hmm. came out with Let's Talk About Sex, mm-hmm. here it is. I'm I think six. And, you know, it's just, it's catchy. Let's talk about mm-hmm. sex, baby. Well, mm-hmm. when you're six years old saying, let's talk about sex, your parents are looking at you saying, why are you talking about sex? You don't know what sex is. Yeah. Not at six. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you kind of had a problem with that. Also, you know, there was this, there was sec- there was a sexual revolution in, in pop culture and in, in media in the 90s. In a, yes. In a more, yeah, that's true. Uh, more well, they were saying it outright instead of euphemisms. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, let's talk about sex. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> or what was it? I can't remember the name of the band that did I, I Touch Myself. Oh, the Divinals. Yeah. Versus, you know, Sidney uh, Lauper's Shebop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or um, George Michael. Sex. Oh, yeah. I yeah. want your sex. Yeah. Um, That's a shame. But he, he was so good. I liked him. So for my parents, it, I think it was more so maybe the content or the way the content mm-hmm. was presented kind of mm-hmm. turned them off. Maybe, um, yeah. And it wasn't, I don't know if it, I'd have to talk to them about that. I don't know if it's necessarily the quality of the music. And maybe maybe they conflated it where it's like, well, there's no quality because, you know, we, we had to code. We had to think about how to talk about <laughs> sex. Like with Petula Clark coming out in the 1950s mm-hmm. talking about going downtown. You know, but the song, the song isn't, it, you know, the song makes it sound like, you know, you just want to go downtown shopping or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, no. No, that's not what it's about. And then fast forward 40 years to SWV, who also has a song called Downtown, and you still think it's going about going to go shop mm-hmm. downtown. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's not. <laughs> like yeah. because of these because of the censors and and everything like that, this is how you get things like going the southern route. Like, oh, <laughs> oh that's what that means. I didn't know that. Right, or you can just be blatantly but, obvious in 1994, like Prince, and and have a song called "Come." Right, and that's exactly what he means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or so, the song "Orgasm," and that's really all it is: is vanity <laughs> having an orgasm. <laughs> what? And I like the uh, my favorite Prince song, aside from uh, "I Would Die for You." I mean, you can't narrow it down, but for me. I would die for you because I, I just love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, is Erotic City? Oh, oh and yeah. Soft and Wet, Soft and Wet, and Erotic yeah. City. I, gosh, it's he's Soft and Wet. I didn't know what that was about either. <laughs> you know, as a little kid, you yeah. don't understand these things. So Soft and Wet is just like, uh, really, I would I couldn't understand what he was saying anyway. 
<laughs> and, well, um, yeah. You know, and because with that one, he has his higher register. I'm not Isn't that on his For song. You album? Mm-hmm. I think that's on his For You album, like his first album. I think so. It's either it's either on on For You or it's it's on. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think Let's it's on his first album. Out. Soft and wet. Yes, it is on For You. For You. That's his first album. album. Yes, I have that album. It's actually in my CD player in my car right now because <sighs> I I love the second track on that. That so, that song uh-huh. is just amazing. It's just so different. All mm-hmm. his albums have at least probably two or three good power mm-hmm. songs on them. Prince never disappoints. I wasn't sure if it was going to be on For You or Prince. I thought Prince was his first album, Mm-mm. but no, For You was. His well, first album. would somebody confuse Janet as her first album? They would because yeah. a lot of same people same way think with Whitney. Control right? is Janet's first album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then that's see. Because for, for most people, if they're into Janet or when they talk about Janet, it's always Control, Rhythm Nation, Janet, Velvet Rope, All For You. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of fall off after that for, for, for the, the casual Janet fan. Right. If you really look at her career, it's Janet Jackson, Dream Street, Control, Rhythm Nation, so on and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Obviously, he was with the Jackson 5, but he had... He had a, a self-titled album, Michael, um, when he was still with the Jackson 5. But since he was still with the Jackson 5, nobody really cared because it was like it was all the same thing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like how, uh, it's kind of like how, like, uh, what's, oh, shit, Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. She had her own album. She had two, actually. But it's like she was still part of No Doubt. So when you break off and do your own thing, like, yeah, we recognize you as an individual. But if you were to play, since you have a similar style... Mm-hmm. If you were to play, you know, those songs with your No Doubt work, the casual listener wouldn't know the difference. I know the difference because I, I paid attention. But there's, like the yeah, there's a lot that like, do that. Right. Well, it's like, it's like, mm-hmm. um, um, shit, what's his name? Phil Collins mm-hmm. and Genesis. <laughs> Doug and I play that all the time. A song comes on, it's like <laughs> Phil Collins or Genesis. Exactly. He had a 50 50 shot. <laughs> right. Because I mean, I'll know, give like, you a dollar I if you get it right. <laughs> Right? Like, when that comes on, it's like, I thought mm-hmm. it was, it's Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yes, he's singing, but that's a Genesis song. Yeah. Or, um, or well, Peter Gabriel in Genesis. Right. Like, shit. You know what? And here's, here's the thing, too. I mean, I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. I'm waiting for the Bajancy mm-hmm. to come get me, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, again, different strokes for different folks, right? I, uh-huh. I personally just, I don't, I, her voice just doesn't, doesn't uh, do anything for me. But, you know, so I play the game, Beyonce or Destiny's Child. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't because I'm not a a huge Beyonce fan. So that's, yeah. Well, Tammy, this podcast was great. I'm going to miss you (laughs) because Beyonce is coming to get you. Oh, they would have gotten me by now because I've I've said I've I've said, I've been saying this for years. I just, I just, Mm. I just don't. Again, she's obviously, you know, a fantastic artist, you know, Uh and she is a fantastic singer. She's just not my style. Um, as far as, you know, female solo, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do love Janet, of course. I loved Whitney mm-hmm. and, uh, and I live, my 2006 was nothing but Fergie. I'll be honest. For, see, the so, Duchess. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that album. Now, I still do. So, and that's why I kept it at 2010 because you had Fergie's mm-hmm. album. You had Gwen Stefani's Love mm-hmm. Angel Music Baby. That had six, six. I have that singles. album too. I do. Um, her no, I'm not a huge four. fan of Gwen Stefani, but I, I have that album. That was a pretty good album. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, 
2004 to 2006 had some pretty, mm-hmm. in my opinion, had some pretty good albums released. Janet's even your Joe favorite came out. Even your yep. favorite, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Justin Crustenflake. <laughs> I will say I don't like him. Uh, no, you don't. I don't. But we've we've that, we've already that had that sucks. discussion. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing that sucks because his future sex love sounds. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the one that I had on the list. Damn, I don't want to like these songs, but damn, that's all right. Justin. Prince put him in his place. <laughs> Prince did. put him in his place. He did. Not bring um, sexy back. Sexy never left, like, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. That's the oh, that's the thing that really sucks because it's like. <sighs> Justin Crustenflake, like you left Janet hanging, and don't act like you didn't. We all know you did. And then when you needed to come back and cultivate a certain fan base, yeah, that's right, I went there. Now you want to sit <laughs> up there and go, oh no, it was, it was a mistake, and you know this industry is really hard on ethnic women, and oh my gosh, like I, I didn't, I didn't make anybody feel uncomfortable. And then releases "Sexy Back" because it has a very urban sound to it. Mm-hmm. And the whole album is very urban. You know, mm-hmm. fast forward, uh, what, 10 years, well, 12 years. And because he went from, he went to Suit and Tie, which he stole Robin Thicke's sound, mm-hmm. which really he just stole Genuine sound. And then now <laughs> he wants to, you know, be out in the woods again. He's like, Man in the Woods, Make America Great Again, all this other stuff. And then that album, Who? I didn't listen to the series. He had uh, Justin Crustenflake. He what? He had an album called. Uh, uh, man in the Woods or Man of the Woods, something like okay. that. And it was, I mean, it was trash. Okay. I, okay. I say that because I What'd don't you like say about Make America of... Great Again? That was part of the, the, the marketing. That's who he was targeting with this particular album. Uh, why did he lower himself to that? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch him on Saturday Night Live, but that's it now. Well, see, I, when I'm... I will give the credit where it's due. He is funny. Yeah. He is funny. Yeah. I like Mother Lover. I don't really care for Dick in the Box. I know people like that one. But <laughs> I, I do. I, do like I Mother love Lover. Dick in the Box. I love right? Dick in the Box. First, well, the funny thing, you too. get a box. Two, <laughs> cut a hole in that box. Three, stick your dick in that box. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fucking hilarious. It's Maybe funny. that's more of the, the Andy Samberg part, but I don't know. <laughs> but still. Yeah. I'll give the credit where it's due. He's funny. Take it on down to Liquorville. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Liquorville, Omniville, all of it. Yes. <laughs> his first appearance on Saturday Night Live is where I actually kind of liked him. I was like, okay, he's, he's pretty funny. He's, funny. And, he's got good timing. Because you know, he, mm-hmm. he got punked by Ashton Kutcher. So, so he does a parody of that on mm-hmm. SNL. And it was pretty funny. I was like, okay. All right, Justin. I, I don't like you, but I'll give you a chance. And he mm-hmm. fucked it up. So, I don't like Justin Crustenflake. <laughs> you know. Well, that's kind of how I feel about Beyonce, but yeah. Well, you know, and then they ban, they ban uh, mm-hmm. Janet and him from the Super Bowl and then turn around oh. and have him come back so he can, you know, screw up. Uh, Prince. Yeah, don't even see him start on that. Prince. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you same know, way like, with Bruno Mars. I don't like it when people do covers of Prince's stuff, even if it's mm-hmm. in tribute. It 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 makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Nobody, nobody <laughs> is supposed to cover Prince except me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And if he was alive and met me, he would say, no, girl, shut up, go away. But it's true. If he was alive, he wouldn't let anybody cover him. This is true. At least not well, on a stage. Janelle Monet is like his protege. I guess, well, was his protege. Um, she, she, she did a tribute to him at the uh, the 2016 BET Awards, and I, well, that's I a little bit she different. Did a damn good job, yeah. She did a damn good job. Um, yeah, that's different. And no, no offense to Bruno Mars, because I, I do like Bruno Mars to a, a certain degree, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but I, he was no, he had Prince's guitar <laughs> and shit, and that just that was like oh. no. Yeah. That 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 hurt. Yeah, I get where he's coming from, but yeah, there's that there's white guitar things. from Purple yeah. Rain needs yeah. to be retired. Nobody should have that but me. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure somewhere he left it to me. It just they haven't found <laughs> found it yet. You have to uh, when this pandemic subsides. Um, yes, you have to go to Minneapolis. And yes, go to his house. It's Paisley only, Park. Yeah, I have to. You're right. I don't say it's only, but it's. It's not that expensive. Well, at least it wasn't. It'll be um, worth it. It'll be totally yeah. worth it. Yeah, and of course, you know, they get you in the in the gift shop. Everything is overpriced. Oh, oh my god! Prince, I'm I... bringing like thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. You know, since it's Prince, I was like, only because it's Prince. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't do that any place else. But I'll bring thousands exactly. of dollars to buy some fucking trinkets from Paisley yes. Park. I'll buy a keychain. Oh, <laughs> Gotta I'm, find my I'm name on the keychain. <laughs> I got my sister a shirt. I was going to get her a sweatshirt. And I was mm-hmm. like, damn, this motherfucker is $80. Mm-mm. What? No, Mm-mm. that's all right. Okay. I didn't, I didn't have Prince money. I bought, because <laughs> I bought, I got you a book. Yes, I, I loved it. I got my sister. I got my sister a shirt, just a regular mm-hmm. t-shirt. And I got my, um, one of my uh, coworkers from my previous job. I mean, she's my friend, but I got mm-hmm. her um, a Prince book too. Yeah. And all that together all that together mm-hmm. was damn near a hundred dollars. I was like, it's two books and a shirt. Good grief. <laughs> Cause I wanted yeah. to get, um, I wanted to get you a, a Prince, uh, the symbol necklace. Mm-hmm. But that alone was like $125. What? If I remember correctly. And that was for the small one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll get that uh-huh. myself when COVID's over. Yeah. yeah. I'll be going there and I'll, I'll get I myself mean, one. You deck Cause that's expensive. Necklace and mm-hmm. earrings and hair clips. I'm sure they got them. You know. I just want to walk uh, where he walked. That's all. That mm-hmm. that'll be perfect for me. Mm-hmm. I'll be crying if, all the way through it. I've I went. I've gone twice, but mm-hmm. I've only been in there once. Because the second time, I went with uh, my producer Matt, mm-hmm. and um, and he had his his uh, daughter with him, and apparently and she she was like one at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And so they said, like, she's too young to go. So I basically was babysitter. And so we just walked around mm-hmm. the uh, the the house for an hour and a half. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, I've seen it. It was fun. Yeah, I don't want to do it again. But, you know, Matt, you go ahead and go. You know, I got Ellis. And I basically burned off, you know, 100 calories for an hour and a half. So yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I just, I just want to walk <laughs> when he walked. Let me see. Bringing it back. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. I mentioned Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Boys to Men, their first album, their debut mm-hmm. album had six hit singles. Uh, subsequent albums had four. And then um, when they... I, I, I like Boys say, to Men. 
I love Boys to Men. I don't want to say that they they faded away because they didn't fade away. But when they they had a decline in their their uh, career, quote unquote, um, they had two singles released, and that's the other thing too. You can track people's careers by the number of singles released from the album. In Janet's case, you know she's on fire in the mid '80s up mm-hmm. until the early 2000s, up before you know Justin Crestonflake ruined everything. But mm-hmm. it wasn't too then, hard on the eyes, though. I'll be honest with you; I didn't even see it. I had to slow it down and pause it to see her boobie. I have it on, tape and I did want to see the boobie. I'll be honest. Well, I was the only reason, not the only reason, but what really tripped me out was like how mad people got. And it's like, well, you've seen Janet's breasts before. The and entire what? Janet album is her topless. And yes, somebody has her hands over, someone has their hands over her breasts, but you've seen Janet's breasts. Well, so, the people that watched the Super Bowl hadn't. Yes, because, they have. No. And it, it, what's so funny to me is that your cheerleaders, all of them, oh had my on God. less clothes than she did. That's the uh-huh. whole point. Of their outfits, I know. So I, I like seeing the hypocrisy her of it is what really got me crazy. So, I liked anyway. seeing her booby. Just for the record, Janet, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I mean, hell, I got to put I my heterosexual, had... but that girl's hot opinion I mean, in there. <laughs> you know, I mean, I had a set of breasts since I was like eight, so you know, just to look that good at thirty-eight. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I want to get rid of mine, you know. Me, me too, Byron. (laughs) (laughs) I got mine when I was nine, when I began menstruating. But yeah, Um, (laughs) I'm with you. No, I I was just fat, so, you know. Anyway. um, Yeah, and we've uh, we've got to close up pretty soon. Yes. So, um, hour already, hour and 10 minutes. You know, the Jacksons are at the top because the Jacksons are amazing. Yes, Um, they are. There's no doubt about uh, the talent. I mean, that's you, you just, you can't, you can't deny that. Hey, you know, say what you want, Mm -hmm. but you can't deny that music. I'm telling you. Yep. And I mentioned Alanis Morissette. Um, and the reason why Alanis Morissette still has, um, the status that she has is because of Jagged Little Pill because she had mm-hmm. put out other albums before, but Jagged Little Pill was like great it, album. That was that you know that was her um, female was empowerment her thriller, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that had that had six singles released. I didn't get into like their chart positions, or at mm-hmm. least not all of them, because some of them yeah. were released, but they were released on certain charts. That's the mm-hmm. other thing too. Mm-hmm. Because when you have hit singles, it's it's typically Billboard. Billboard, yeah. Um, other uh, some sometimes the albums they'll release them to certain formats like mm-hmm. Urban AC or or um, Adult Contemporary. Well, Adult Contemporary is Urban AC, but whatever. You know what I mean? Just different yeah. subgenres, yeah. if you will. You know, whatever. Um, so there's that. I mentioned Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. Um, you had your boy bands, girl bands. Yeah, oh, Jeff Madonna on there. Your Britney Spears, times. Christina Aguilera. And then when you move more towards the 2000s, like from 2000 to 2010, that's where you get Beyonce, Rihanna, mm-hmm. Justin Creston Flake. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Robin, well, Robin Thicke, he actually started in 2001, but didn't really gain traction until about the mid 2000s, about 2007, 2008. Mm. And then, of course, Blurred Lines is like his biggest hit, but but that didn't come out until 2013. And, I, and and again, this 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 is just my list. There are tons of other people out there. I'm sure people oh, yeah. say, hey, what about this person? What about that person? Um, email us then. Stop yes, being putzes us. and email us. 
<laughs> yes. Please. Email us. Your, your lists are... Did did we touch on some of the people Who are we missing? Let us know. Like, oh, yeah. Let us know. Tell um, us who we're missing. Jeez. I think that's it for me. Because otherwise we'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah, I know. As usual. <laughs> yeah, right? But that's all right. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so, I guess that is... Well, speaking of this... which, yeah, let's... Yes. <laughs> what do we Let's talk not... about next time? Yeah. Why why can't we talk about I mean we've done music and TV. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with superhero culture? Ah, superheroes. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that awesome. next week. All, All right. right. We will All discuss right, so... superheroes. And we can talk about what's wrong with superheroes yes. as well as what's right. I mean there's there's right, right things what's too. What's great about them? Yes, all right. So we will be donning capes mm-hmm. and masks next week. Yes, well, I always realized masks. Halloween was a month ago. Well, yes, always wear a mask. <laughs> Thank and you. Wear a cape if it makes you feel a little bit better for yeah, wearing a mask. Well, it's cool, I promise. And capes are awesome. They Don't, are. No matter what the Incredibles tell you, capes <laughs> are cool. You have to be aware of where they are at all okay, times, but so- capes are cool. Let's set our parameters for that. What superheroes? Are we talking about animated like The Incredibles? Or, I mean, how or are we just talking about comic book? Or what are we doing as far as superheroes? What's what's our definitions here? Can it just be open? I mean, does it matter? Yeah, it could be open. It'd yeah, be let's open. leave it open. Yeah, yeah. I think let's leave it open. All right. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to us on a very tired Friday night. <laughs> um, this will probably go out tomorrow, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'll get up early because I'm going to bed in about 20 minutes because <laughs> I am tired. Um, but yes. either way, I might get it out tonight. Who knows? But definitely tomorrow for sure. And I'm pretty okay. sure our listeners will forgive us. They forgave they us for the first three weeks. Us. We kept promising one and didn't have one. <laughs> right. And hey, I mean, this has been at least 75 minutes of yeah. some fun conversations. At least take you back down memory lane. Oh, so, definitely. You know, go definitely. listen to some of those songs. I there recommend mm-hmm. Miss You Much, Black Cats. Oh, yes. Yes. And, you know, pretty much anything on my list. So, yes, just go back and rewind <laughs> and go, yes, I remember those albums. And anything you've them. heard, yeah, go do it. Yeah, go listen to them. it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add one. I'll add a couple more. TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. 1994 right. with four hits. Um, mm-hmm. Let me add Bon Jovi, New Jersey. 1988. I'm going to add some rockers here. Cindy Lauper's She's So Unusual, 1983. Yes, Debbie Gitz- Gibson. Ah, Debbie Gibson, really? Out of the Blue, 1987. Four hits. Okay, yes. Debbie. All right, yeah. Debbie. Exactly. Know <laughs> okay. uh, and uh, Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel, 1988. Yeah. Christina Aguilera, yeah. self titled album, 1999. Of course, Mariah, anything Mariah Carey, if you're into Mariah Carey. Yeah, because the, the entire 1990 mm-hmm. to 2000 was the decade of Mariah for a reason. Yeah. So, yes. And Wilson Phillips, 1990. <laughs> Why really? not? Yeah, Wilson Phillips had four hits off that album. Why Interesting. Not? Okay. Just wanted to blast any. You need to blast any that you didn't do off your list? That I, don't, I don't think I did. Um, ooh, Brandy. Okay. Uh, Never Say Never, that mm-hmm. album that had uh, four hits. Mm-hmm. Monica, uh, The Boy Is Mine, that had five. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen White, her debut album that mm-hmm. came out in 1987, that had six. Oh, um, I forgot one. Prince, Purple oh, Rain. Oh, yeah. Ugh. 
Duh. I know, right? <laughs> that was Sorry, the best. Prince. Dude, that was the oh, best boy. duh I've ever heard. <laughs> that was the coolest <laughs> duh. Oh my god, that was Ooh, hilarious, Byron. <laughs> he is, he is Dull. turning over in his grave in his high heels and saying, how dare you forget my biggest album. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Favorites. I guess I just thought everybody knew. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and that whole aside about going to Prince's house. And I like, know. And you forgot I Purple just, Rain. I didn't even Ooh. say it. I know. Oh my god. Ooh. Oh boy. Well, visit from yeah. tonight, so anyway. I need some water and I got to pee, so we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> I got to let some out so I can put some back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, thank you for mm-hmm. listening. Um, mm-hmm. Please email us at offkilternofilter at yahoo.com with your list or some of uh, your... Uh, favorite songs from the era of 1970 to 2010. Yeah, please uh, add more to the 70s because we're like yes. shorthanded here. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we hope that we continue the conversation with you. Again, yep. that email address is offkilter, no filter, all one word, no caps, no spaces, right. at yahoo.com. And uh, the music that you heard at the beginning of this episode is by a very cool artist I think you should all know. Uh, his name is Byron Alexander. Yeah, yeah, please, yes. Excellent album, um, by the way. That's also in my car. Oh, and that album had five songs on it or yeah. that they weren't released as hits. So They should be. It. They are they should awesome. Be. Yes. Anyway. The song, the title song, Square One, is amazing, by the way. They're, they're all Thanks. fantastic. I love them all. Where, where can they Same. find it, Byron? Uh, you can find my debut album on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Rhapsody, Napster, which is still a thing. I did not realize that. But hey, <laughs> That's awesome. It's and not free no more, to... but it's still a thing. Yeah, right, right. And you can listen to it on YouTube. So mm-hmm. long as you're listening and I hope you enjoy it, I'm, I'm great. Um, yeah. I do prefer the getting paid option, but you know what? Just enjoy it and have fun. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> all right i'll mention the other podcasts so yes. uh if you're interested in women committing crimes please join me on saturdays for women committing crimes see how catchy that is <laughs> wherever you get podcasts literally including iHeartRadio, uh google play spotify i don't know there's so many podcasts out these days but you can reach it on any of them even apple it's women committing crimes and I talk about all different kinds of true crime criminals that are women. <laughs> um, also, if you're interested in a podcast about making lists, this, tonight's was a little bit similar uh, to the podcast uh, called This Is Why You're Wrong with Stephen Everett, John DeBruin, and Alex Alcantar, uh, where they make lists about different topics and then argue why their own list is superior. Again, this tonight's was a little bit similar to theirs, only theirs is a, a more list-focused. Um, if you like the artwork uh, for this or the other podcast, Women Committing Crimes, that they were created by Doug Chase, my husband. <laughs> <laughs> my husband <laughs> um, <laughs> I said put that in there twice email us and please listen and pass it on to friends and family and again I want to thank our Filipino listeners we appreciate you you've made us international yes. thank you so much yes and shout out to my buddy Tony mm-hmm. 
uh, for checking out uh, the first couple of episodes. He's a great friend, awesome brother. He's actually my former trainer. So for a time, even though I hate Justin Creston Flake, (laughs) Tony helped me get my sexy back. So there you you go. Yes. Fuck you, Justin. (laughs) But yes. And again, yeah. And again, a shout out to Tara Clausen for for listening also and making a comment on Facebook. We truly, truly appreciate it. Keep passing it on to others. Keep listening. And we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.